Disney Pixar's Luca is an adorable, whimsical movie, and the character Alberto deserves a solid case study to unravel his complicated but masked emotional state. Hey guys, I'm McGann, and welcome to The Fangirl, where I pick up on the nitty-gritty details that the animators and writers painstakingly inserted into the animated films. And today, we're discussing Luca's Alberto Scorfano, the sea monster that shows Luca that land monster life ain't so bad. Now, if you haven't seen Luca thus far, my daughter referred to it as the Italian Little Mermaid, and I've been salty ever since. I mean, the statement fits. But basically, sea monsters live in the ocean, yet they can seamlessly turn into humans as soon as they dry off. So these two sea monster kids, Luca and Alberto, try to make a go of becoming surface runaways. And Luca and Alberto's entire friendship is bonded through their love of the Vespa scooters. So they go to Porto Rosso to try and win money to get a Vespa, and then they get the Vespa and... Half of this movie feels like a Vespa ad. I hope they paid well. It's actually really annoying how much that one vehicle brand drives the entire plot of the movie. Anyways, our topic today, Alberto, was already a very precocious sea monster who lived alone in an abandoned, broken-down lighthouse, and he stole from humans as he pleased. A lot of people have read the film as a quiet love story between Alberto and Luca, but much like Pixar itself, I don't read the film that way. And I think that's an extreme oversimplification of some very deep-rooted emotional issues that we are being shown on screen. I mean, sure, Alberto could be in love with Luca, but never once do we get this lingering moment or a stare or a brush of the hair or, you know, anything that even remotely suggests that kind of chemistry between the two boys. But we do see a number of other red flags to tell us that Alberto is not really in an emotionally positive state. For starters, Alberto has a habit to compulsively lie. Like, anytime any subject matter comes up, Alberto's like, eh, yeah, I'm basically an expert in that. He says the stars are anchovies stuck in the sky and that he touched the moon once. And because Luca doesn't know any better, he just believes whatever Alberto tells him. Now, I don't think Alberto's trying to be mean-spirited or deceitful for any nefarious reasons, but he definitely wants to oversell the idea that he is smart smart and knowledgeable and a generally interesting person to be around. And as an article I found on Very Well Family states, children tend to lie for three basic reasons. They're either speaking with their imaginations, they're trying to avoid trouble, or they want to impress. And Alberto definitely fits into that last category, as the article explains, exaggerating the truth or even outright lying is often used to mask insecurities. In an attempt to fit in with their peers, kids sometimes insist they've either endured similar experiences as their friends, or they attempt to impress their friends with their stories. So since Luca had never been to the surface world before, sounding like an expert gave Al a chance to lure in a potential friend. And you know, it's weird because when we're little kids, we can just go up to somebody and be like, hey, you want to be friends? Sure. Okay, now we're best friends. Yay! And I have people that I've known since the first grade because of that very reason. But the older we get, the less able we are to look at somebody else and say, hey, I'm lonely and I could really use a friend. Do you want to hang out? It's just like embarrassing or vulnerable. And it's something that as we grow and have more reasons to be insecure in life, we just don't want to share that level 
level of intimacy and exposure with another person where we are putting ourselves at risk to be rejected. And we all know a friend is what Alberto wanted because until Luca came along, he was living all by himself as, for very vague reasons, his father just up and left him. Like, yeah, son, you're what, about 13 human years old now? I think you can handle being on your own. Peace out. And Alberto said that he waited in the lighthouse hoping that his father would change his mind, but he never came back. Now that certainly raises a lot of questions, like who was Alberto's dad? Where did he go? Where was his mother? And how did nobody in the sea monster town realize that Alberto and his father went missing? It seems like a boring place and that would be something very gossipy for them all to be talking about. Certainly more interesting than show crabs, I would think. I mean, heck, Luca's still talking about Enrico the fish that disappeared. And a few of those answers we can figure out easily enough. For example, Alberto's mother probably passed away. And Alberto and his dad were likely a nomadic pair that went from place to place to place, so they weren't from the same city that Luca lived in, and that's why nobody there knew to miss them. Because if Alberto had been from the same city as Luca, he would have just rejoined those people when his dad left. It would have been Al's home, his community. People there would have known about him and cared and helped him. Instead, though, Alberto acted like an outsider and just kept to himself. It reminds me of this documentary I saw about homeless children and this little seven-year-old girl who was all by herself. She looked right into the camera and said, when I get scared, I sleep next to a house. So that's kind of like the same thing Alberto was doing. He was feeling scared and he was sleeping next to a city of the same kind of people that he was. With humans right next door, so he was sort of playing in that middle of trying to feel safe and finding anywhere where he could belong. As for Alberto's father, well, the movie gives us absolutely nothing that we can answer that question with. You know, where did he go? Who was he? We don't know. And we don't know because he really doesn't matter. I envisioned that this dude was a really selfish guy and he ended up finding himself a new honey that he wanted to take off with and start this new life. But he had this son that was cramping his style. So he went, hey, why don't you wait over here and just do your own thing? Daddy's gonna go bye-bye. You know, he got rid of Alberto so that he could go live a new life and pretend to be happily ever after. No more sadness about my dead wife, including the son that reminds me of her. But Alberto stayed in that lighthouse and waited for a really long time. Then Luca appeared and Alberto really tries to play it off as being aloof and oh I don't care if you're here or not at first, but he does quickly start getting attached to having a buddy around. In fact, as soon as Luca had a problem where he was worried that his parents were about to ship him off to the deep, Alberto came up with the solution that, hey, we'll just run away together. And why shouldn't they? Luca wanted to get away from the area and Alberto had a new friend. He had somebody new to be attached to, so he wasn't so psychologically invested in his father coming back for him. So forget about all of them. Let's take care of each other and go off into the unknown. Into the unknown. No, wrong movie. Stop it. However, as the boys found that Vespas weren't free in Puerto Rosso, they ended up mingling with some locals and getting closer with Julia and her father Massimo. And as Luca and Julia became closer and bonded over different interests, some of those interests, like the astronomy book, actually proved Alberto to be a liar. And as soon as Al felt that his position as Luca's human world guide was being threatened, Alberto started lashing out in angrier and angrier ways in an attempt to emotionally manipulate Luca into staying with him. And 
Listen, that sounds awful. It kind of is, but do keep in mind that we are talking about a teenager who is still fairly recently abandoned. So he was processing trauma in his brain that he didn't even have a way to define. He was getting triggers that were setting him off that he had no possible hope of understanding. It's not okay what Alberto was doing, but he also wasn't mentally okay himself. So let's not hate on him for things that were sort of outside of his contextual control. And a lot of people saw Alberto getting jealous and they translated that to something romantic. But I still really don't think that that's the case. Alberto has a lot of problems with his self-esteem and being insecure and being left behind. And then here we have his one and only friend in the world, which is still a fairly new friend at that. And Alberto is watching Luca back away from him and lean harder into Julia. That hurts! And you can love somebody without being in love with them, and that's the kind of dynamic I see between Al and Luca. Especially when you consider the emotional tornado that Alberto was trying to hold inside of himself. But that hurt tornado soon consumes Alberto, and he decides that, well, I'm gonna put a stop to Julia and Luca being such good friends by outing us as sea monsters. So when it's no longer Alberto and Luca versus the world, Alberto decides to do the manipulative move of going into the water in front of Julia to out that he and Luca are actually sea monsters. And when Luca doesn't perform as expected and run away with Alberto to cover both their skins, you know, Luca backs up and goes, oh, sea monster, ah! Alberto definitely has a major heartbreak there. But as they said in Boston Legal, who said that jealousy and fidelity are reserved only for romance? I loved you as my best friend and you broke my heart. Now, I don't know a ton about how guys would process emotions like that, but I'm sure there's some ladies in the audience watching right now going, mm-hmm. Anyways, my point here is that emotions go way beyond simple romantic links. And I hate that the internet tries to turn even the tiniest bit of friendship into some great Harlequin romance novel. But the boys fight, they make up, they end up winning the Portoroso Cup and getting the Vespa of their dreams. Then they write it for all of 10 minutes before a change of heart happens. Honestly, the ending of this movie feels so off and unsatisfying, but basically, Alberta decides without having any discussion with Luca that he's gonna sell the Vespa, use the money to give Luca a ticket to follow Julia to her big city school, and that's that. Alberto, however, decides to stick around as Massimo's surrogate son. Luca just up and leaving his life behind based on the whim that a school environment sounds so fun when the world is likely not gonna take too keenly to sea monsters feels very strange and out of nowhere. I mean, sure, Luca seems fascinated fascinated by the stars and all, but what's gonna happen when he has to take other subjects like algebra? I mean, they didn't seem to have any formal education under the water there, so I think he's kind of screwed. But yeah, it feels like a really awkward ending for Luca that doesn't have the same fit that a happily ever after should. However, for Alberto, it is really a practical, fair ending that he gets. 
He's getting the father figure that he's really been lacking, and Massimo himself seems to be fairly lonely and pretty caring. Plus, he only gets to see his daughter for what seems like the summertime. So these two characters are both really filling a need for each other, and oh my gosh, if the internet is trying to say that that's a romantic relationship, I'm just gonna slap every person on the internet, I swear. But Massimo and Alberto, it fits. It makes sense. And I think that is truly our happily ever after moment, even though it's so greatly underplayed. Plus, with Alberto bonding with Massimo and making a strong parental relationship with him, that's gonna do wonders to help Alberto's insecurities and lying and general feelings of being discarded. It leaves Alberto in a good place. And that's really the best we can hope for when a character has such deep-rooted emotional injuries. So even though the movie is called Luca, Alberto's really the one who gets the bigger story arc to change his life. I mean, it's easy to go off and do great things when you have a family who's supportive and friends who are supportive, but when you really don't have much of anything, it's a lot harder to do positive changes. And I really hope that things work out well for Alberto. I might be overthinking it, but that's literally my job. And today we're discussing Luca's Alberto. Alberto. And their whole friendship is about being bonded over the Vespa scooters. So then they go into town to try and win money to get a Vespa so that they can take that Vespa and... Uh... But yeah, it's a really awkward... Hello? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm lonely and I could really use a friend. Do you want to hang out? Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.